Hey guys, this is WWE superstar Charlotte Flair, and you're listening to Wells Mania Podcast. Woo! You are now running wild with the most underrated wrestling podcast in the world, Wells Mania Podcast. I am your host, the Kyle Wells. Be sure to follow me all over everywhere at Wells Mania and back in studio. I am joined by the world's greatest co-host, Peyton Payne, back from his California vacation. We'll get to that here momentarily. But first and foremost, the Wells Mania podcast is sponsored by the Wild Beaver Saloon, the best damn karaoke bar in America, and Toys Galore and more. The best damn toy store in all of Indianapolis, conveniently located inside of the Toy Drop. And we are partners with the Kitchen Table Podcast. Shout out to Matt Stumpo and Ryan Gant. Get all of your Wells Mania merch at ktpmania.com. Peyton, welcome back to the Wells Mania podcast. We missed you. Yes, I have returned like all of these NXT superstars returning to WWE. I am back. Well played. Who's been your favorite, by the way, that has made their return? Oh, well, Johnny Gargano. I knew. I... I why did I ask that? I already knew the answer. I mean, that was the big one for me. So absolutely, Johnny Take. I mean, I'm wearing a Johnny Takeover shirt right now. I see that. I see that. Make sure you tweet that out, and uh, hopefully we'll get more followers coming your way. How was your California vacation? It was fantastic. We started in San Francisco, which I had never been there before, and then made a bucket list trip up Highway 1 on the coast of California, landing in Los Angeles in the Venice Beach area and it was great uh, home of Wrestlemania next year so I was scouting LA if you will my goal is to be there in California next year for Wrestlemania 39 and I've always wanted to work out at Venice Beach because it's a gym on the beach yes Muscle Beach that's where I want to be, man. So I have made it a goal. I have started saving money, and we'll get there. I think by the time that the Royal Rumble happens next year, I will be well on my way to having enough money to go to WrestleMania. Because it's been since 2012 yeah. was the last time that I, so 10 years ago, I was at WrestleMania, so I am due. But glad to have you back. Shout out to Jeremiah Jackson, who did a phenomenal job filling in for you while you were away. But right here, right now, you are running wild, episode 80. And Peyton, this Saturday, across the pond, for the first time, you want to talk about overdue, for the first time, since SummerSlam 1992, there will be a stadium show that WWE is putting on in the United Kingdom in Cardiff, Wales. You're excited for this show. 
I am very excited for this show. WWE Clash at the Castle! Why are you excited for this show? Many reasons, but the biggest is this is Triple H's first like fully booked pay-per-view that he has 100% control of. Everything leading up to the show has been him. The card that's laid out has been him. This has Triple H and that takeover feel that we loved so much about the NXT pay-per-views written all over it. And I don't know, man, there's just a special big fight feel in the air this week regarding this show. Like something big's going to go down. We're going to get actual pro wrestling. We're going to get big moments, maybe some returns. There's unpredictability in the air with a lot of these matches, especially the main event. I just think for the first time in years, a big pay-per-view under the WWE brand feels special again, and I cannot wait to see what Triple H has in store. Cardiff, Wales, shout out to all 18% of Wells Maniacs in the United Kingdom. 18% of them listen in Wales. So we are worldwide. We are international. We are global. So we've got Wells Maniacs running wild in Cardiff, Wales. So if you're one of the Wales Wales maniacs, see what I did there? The Wales maniacs. Wales maniacs. Put that on a shirt. Yeah, I totally did not mean to do that. But now that it's been said out loud, Wales maniacs, because WWE Clash at the Castle is in Cardiff, Wales. Wales. That should be our hashtag all through the weekend. I like it. WWE Castle is the official hashtag for Clash at the Castle. And Peyton, in case you're wondering, well, what's the official theme song for WWE Clash at the Castle? I got that for you right here, right now. Our Lady Peace with Run! digging it i can get behind it it's got a nice little vibe to it yeah our lady peace run the official theme for wwe clash at the castle and i've got the card right here in front of me so in no particular order you and i peyton are going to dive in to each of these matches give our thoughts give our predictions and whatever else comes to our Hoosier domes. And like I said, this is the first time that a stadium show will take place in the United Kingdom since SummerSlam 1992. And if you recall, the British Bulldog defeated Brett Hitman Hart to become the new Intercontinental Champion. So that's how long it has been since WWE has had a stadium show in Cardiff, Wales, the United Kingdom. That's crazy. Long overdue. You weren't even born yet, Peyton. I was not. But here we go. We got the card in front of us, and we're going to start with Liv Morgan, the WWE SmackDown Women's Champion. She is putting her title on the line against Shayna Baszler. Now, I really like the way... 
that Shayna Baszler has been built yes. heading into this match. To me, she feels like a very credible threat that potentially could take the title off of Liv Morgan. She feels like the Shayna Baszler of old. She feels like the NXT black and gold Shayna Baszler, the dominant NXT women's champion Shayna Baszler. It is a long time coming, and I love the route that they're going with Baszler. However, I believe that Ronda Rousey is going to cost Shayna Baszler this match and Liv Morgan is going to steal the victory from a distraction from Ronda Rousey where Ronda Rousey is going to try to help Shayna Baszler win this match, but it's going to backfire because those two, they haven't necessarily been seeing eye to eye. They've been kind of bantering with one another, and I think it's going to really implode here at Clash at the Castle. I think there's going to be a clash between Ronda and Shayna that's going to end up costing Shayna this match and Liv Morgan will retain the SmackDown women's title. I'm going to go the opposite approach. I I think Shayna wins the championship right here. I, I hate to I hate to say this, but the Liv Morgan title run has been an absolute dud. No one really cares about her as the champion at this point. She's looked like a very weak champion. She's constantly proving herself wrong by saying, you know, oh, no one can can dethrone me and I'm the baddest and all this stuff. Yeah, well, you tapped out at the last pay-per-view, okay? So you're not the baddest, all right? It just needs to end. And I think Triple H has put Baszler in this position because Baszler is Triple H's, she is his girl. Yeah. He loves Shayna Baszler. He proved that in NXT when he let her hold that title for for God knows how long. I think that this is going to be a fairly simple fight. And sorry, Liv, but I think Baszler is going to dominate this. And I think she's going to win the title. The next match that we're going to break down is Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. Matt. See, Matt. He got his Matt back. Isn't it nice that people can have first names? Like like normal, civilized human beings? It just all depends on what your one name is. Like, for example, certain wrestlers can go... Like Sting. Sting is a great one name. That's all it needs to be. Well, yeah. Sting. But Riddle? I don't know. But- I think when you're when you go by your actual name, you should keep your actual name. If yeah, I mean certain names like that, Riddle, not Riddle, I'm sorry, Sting, Kane, Edge, Undertaker, those people, yeah, they're great because they've got names that stand by themselves. But Riddle, Yokozuna, yes, Theory, Crush, though, keep your first names. I'm sorry. Not everybody just needs one name. Well, Riddle got his mat back, so we've got Matt Riddle versus Seth frickin' Rollins, and this feud was going stale, but then Triple H got a hold of it and re-injected the feud. It has made it even more personable, especially after the promo that Rollins cut, taking a shot 
at Riddle's ex-wife and kids. Yeah. Wow. That gave me Attitude Era vibes. That's definitely something that we would have heard back in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And now that we've got it in 2022, it just felt real. It felt authentic. It felt unscripted. It's kind of like, oh my God, did he really just say that? And he did. Yeah. So this one is so personable, but Seth freaking Rollins needs the win here more than any other superstar in Cardiff, Wales on this card. Seth freaking Rollins is so due for a win on a pay-per-view that it has to happen this Saturday. I agree. He is due and he needs this victory, but it ain't gonna happen Saturday. Wow. Matt Riddle. Look at us. Is going to win this match and it's going to continue the Rollins mental implosion of why can't I win? Why am I losing all of these big money matches? Why do I constantly come up short at the pay-per-view when all the cards are on the table and it's, it's going to keep pushing. This feud is not going to end at this pay-per-view. It's going to go on to extreme rules, but in order to do that, Matt Riddle needs this victory, especially after the comments that Rollins made on Monday about his wife and his kid. I just see Riddle winning this. I think it's going to be a barn burner of a match, but Matt Riddle is coming out on top. So you and I, we are off to disagreeing on who we have winning these matches. I like that, though. I like that. We're going to go to a tag team match. Edge and Rey Mysterio with Dominic Mysterio versus The Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest with Rhea Ripley. Now, I predicted that this match would happen right here at WWE Clash of the Castle. I called that a couple episodes ago on the Wells Mania podcast. And I also said that we're going to start seeing a divide between Ray and Dominic, and we've been getting that. We've also been getting Rhea Ripley absolutely bullying Dominic Mysterio, and I've been enjoying that since it started happening. But in this match, Peyton, I really think that we're going to see Dominic Mysterio join the Judgment Day. I think that Dominic is going to help the Judgment Day win this match because he is tired of being in his dad's shadow. He's tired of being forgotten because Edge is now in the picture. I feel like Dom is going to be tired of being bullied by Rhea. I think it's all going to hit him, and he's going to be in that mentality of if you can't beat him, join him. And I feel like that's where Dom is. With all that being said, I am going with the Judgment Day to get the win here. Well, it was bound to happen eventually. I agree with you on all fronts when it comes to this one. The Judgment Day is winning this match. They need the victory here. Edge and Mysterio do not. And Dominic, it's a long time coming. It was always going to happen. Dominic Mysterio is going to turn on his father. And yes, probably join Judgment Day in the process. Um, 
and it works because judgment day is about, you know, making making something of yourself, proving that you can be a, a superstar, a megastar, if you will, at the expense of others. And Dominic is going to do that at the expense of his father, Rey Mysterio, and destroy the Mysterio household in the process, if you will. Now, I have a theory, though, that I would like to throw out there for what I really think would make this story even better on the aftermath of, of him turning. Imagine he cuts a promo. It could even happen at clash. This would be the perfect place to do it. Let him destroy Ray in the middle of the ring. Okay. Grab a mic and say, I renounce the Mysterio name from this point forward. I will be known as Dominic Guerrero. Wow. Because I always looked at Eddie more like a mentor to me than you ever were. And even make a callback all those years ago to 2005 and that ladder match for custody of Dominic and be like, you know what? I wish Eddie would have won that match. Not you. You talk about personable. I don't think it gets any more personable than not even wanting your dad as your dad anymore. No. What a fire start for a heel run for Dominic that would be. And to play on that, Peyton, I'm just looking into the future here at Survivor Series. Imagine this. You've got Dominic, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley representing the Judgment Day versus Edge, Rey Mysterio, Beth Phoenix, and... I don't know if I'm going to say his name because I don't know if, if this is possible, but what if Chavo Guerrero made his return back to WWE to obviously on behalf of Eddie Guerrero and to join forces with his buddies, Edge and Ray? That right there would be so cool. Oh, it'd be awesome. What a moment that would be. That whole storyline would just be just gold it's got a lot of potential it really does there's a lot of potential there but one thing has to happen first and that is dom turning his back on ray and joining the judgment day which we both think is going to happen this saturday that takes us to the six woman tag team match bianca belair alexa bliss and Asuka versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. Now, Peyton, I have a really crazy prediction here. Some might call it fantasy book it. I'm just going to lay it out. I'm going to try not to ramble. So just bear with me, okay? Mm -hmm. So this past Monday night on Raw, Raquel Rodriguez, who has one of the prettiest smiles and best teeth in all of professional wrestling. She and Aaliyah became the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, literally, genuinely swerving me. Because I thought for sure that Dakota Kai and EO Sky were going to win those titles, but it didn't happen. So the end scene to all of that was Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah, five of those women standing tall, looking down upon a defeated 
Dakota Kai, EO Sky, and Bailey. So my math isn't always the greatest. I did go to Whiteland. Shout out to all my Whiteland warriors who feel my pain in the math department. My numbers don't always add up, but I can do this simple math, Peyton. What's missing in this equation? I'll tell you what's missing. Two other women's wrestlers. Who will those other two women's wrestlers be? Well, I am predicting right here, right now, that a returning Sasha Banks and Naomi will be there this Saturday in Cardiff, Wales, evening up the odds, because let's face it, there's going to be some sort of time where Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah are going to come down and try to help make the save in this match. Well, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. It's not going to work because they're going to get taken out, blah, 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 by a returning Sasha Banks and Naomi who want what they left behind, and that was the WWE Women's Tag Team titles. So I'm predicting that the heels are going to get the win here because Sasha Banks and Naomi are going to return and they're going to take out Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah who are going to try to help the faces win this match. But the odds will finally be even this Saturday. So with all that being said, I'm going with Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky to get the victory with an assist from a returning Sasha Banks and Naomi. There you have it. Peyton, your thoughts. I agree with a lot of it. And I don't think it's that crazy. In fact, I think it's probably going to happen. Um, Like I said, I might have been fantasy booking out loud, but Triple H has been slowly but surely every week bringing back superstars. And I think it's time in Cardiff, Wales, in front of the rambunctious, rowdy United Kingdom fans, give them a return moment that they can really pop for. And I think they would pop for a returning Sasha Banks and Naomi. Let me, I'm going to fill in some details though on how I think it will be laid out. I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. I think that Bailey's team damage control is, I believe, what they're calling themselves. They're going to win. Bailey is going to pin Bianca Belair. Yes, I agree with that because inevitably we are going to get Bianca Belair defending her Raw women's title against Bailey. Go ahead. That is definitely going to happen. That is why Bailey will pin Bianca. And then after the match, I see the heels not necessarily stopping. I think that they're going to give EO a chair. They're going to lay Bianca in the middle of the ring. They're going to want EO to do that moonsault she does that she attempted a few weeks back, but was stopped. She's going to be stopped again here, though, by Raquel and Aaliyah, mainly just Raquel. I'll get into that in a minute. And they'll run down. They'll try to stop it. They might run the heels off for a second. That will be short-lived because that is where Sasha and Naomi will come back. Looking like they're going to be baby faces, but then they will turn. 
they will drop the champs and they will I don't know if they'll be a part of damage control or if they're just going to be like in cahoots with them for the time being well and you also have to keep in mind that survivor series is on the horizon so i think the seeds are slowly but surely being planted here and you want to hear crazy booking i'm going to go ahead and throw this out there because if i'm right i want to be the one to say that i called it they're going to do something big for survivor series they need something to sell this show and make it feel truly epic and special again we're going to get a women's war games match at Survivor Series. That would be badass. That is what Triple H has in store. I can see it plain as day. I'm calling it now. It will be five on five women's war games. Let's go, Trips. You heard Peyton, the world's greatest co-host, laying it out. By the way, you are running wild right here on episode 80 of Wells Mania Podcast. Yes, my Aaliyah thoughts real quick, because oh I know boy. I know that everybody is dying to know what I meant by that sly comment. This right here is another shoot from the world's greatest co-host, Peyton Payne. I give Aaliyah all the props in the world, okay? I have nothing against her personally. She, she, is, she goes out there and she tries. She tries her hardest, but she just isn't good. I'm sorry. Her wrestling is not good. She is terrible in the ring. She is garbage in the ring. She can't. Ouch. I don't even consider her Raquel's teammate. How can you even be a part of a team when your partner, Raquel, wrestles 99.9% of a match? Watch every match that happened in this women's tag team tournament. Aaliyah did nothing. Raquel wrestled Every part of the match, maybe other than a minute and a half. I will say this. You are right in that regard that Raquel gets more ring time than Aaliyah does, but maybe that will start balancing out now that they're the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. I doubt it. I'm sorry. I de- Maybe... I just don't see it happening. I I think that the only reason Aaliyah was in this tournament is because they really don't have anybody and they're trying to build this division, so they threw her in there. Raquel and Aaliyah were not even supposed to be in the finals of this tournament. The only reason they're there... They got a second chance. ...is because the two NXT teams got pulled due to unforeseen reasons. Right. That's the only reason that Raquel and Aaliyah were in the finals of this tournament. Apparently, uh, Gigi Dolan has an injury. I guarantee you the original plan was Zoe Starks and Nikita Lyons. 100%. But they got pulled... And then Toxic Attraction also got pulled due to injury. So the next best thing they had was, well, we got Raquel and Triple H likes Raquel. She can be trusted in the ring and you had to throw Aaliyah in there with her, even though Aaliyah sucks. She's not good. I'm sorry. People can come at me for this. Oh, and WWE Human Encyclopedia, Jared Giles, who is the biggest Aaliyah fan He's going to be coming for you, Peyton. That's fine. You know what? A lot of people have been coming for you You know lately. why? You know why? Because they can't take the truth. They can't handle the truth, and I deliver the unbridled truth. And the truth is, if you open your eyes, you can see that Aaliyah is not a good wrestler. So, with that being said, even... 
if it's five on five, realistically, it's five on four because Aaliyah will just lay on the outside of the ring for 99% of whatever is happening. But damage control is going to win. This has been another shoot from the world's greatest co-host, Peyton Payne. We do both agree, though, that Sasha Banks and Naomi are going to make their return this Saturday. Now, this next match, to me, feels like a big deal. This is going to be the show stealer. Gunther, the Intercontinental Champion. No, no, no. You got to say it right. Gunther. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Gunther. It, I just sound dumb saying it. Gunther, the Intercontinental Champion with Ludwig Kaiser. How's that for you? In his corner versus Sheamus. With the Brawling Brutes, Ridge Holland and Butch in his corner. Sheamus has never, ever been the Intercontinental Champion in his amazing WWE career. I know somebody else who's never been the Intercontinental Champion either. That's John Cena. So, with that being said, Peyton, will Sheamus finally become an intercontinental champion this Saturday at WWE Clash at the Castle. Will he pull a British bulldog and make history? No, he will not. This is not Sheamus's night. As much as I would love to see Sheamus eventually get that triple crown and win the intercontinental championship, Gunta is on a roll in his mission is to bring just meaning to the Intercontinental Championship once again. Taking it away from him now is not the right move. Gunta, I'm going to say it every time because that's how it's supposed to be said, will chop his way to a victory in Cardiff, but it will not come easy. This is going to be the show stealer. This is going to be the best match of the night. Both of these men are probably going to be bleeding from their chests because the shots are going to be so hard and loud. You will be able to hear it in Ireland. Okay. That's how loud they're probably going to hit each other. That's pretty loud. Very loud. Well, have you heard a, a, a Walter Gunther chop? I have. Yes. We'll probably hear it here in the studio. We sure will. So Gunther will win and retain the title, but it will be one hell of a fight. I want Sheamus so bad to win this match, but I really don't think they're going to give him the win for the Intercontinental title. I don't feel like they're going to give him the Intercontinental title. I think it's still going to elude from Sheamus's future WWE Hall of Fame career. Now, down the road somewhere, maybe he'll get a rematch, and then that will probably be where he will win the Intercontinental title. But at Clash at the Castle, I agree with you. I think Gunther... Gunther! Gu yeah. Is going to retain the Intercontinental title. And yes, I do think that this is going to be a show stealer as well. It's got that big fight feel. These are two very physical brutes, so to speak. So I think we're going to get a treat here. And I'm really excited that this match 
is taking place in the United Kingdom where I feel like it deserves to take place. So congratulations to all of the Wales maniacs there that will be live and watching because by the way, this Clash at the Castle show starts at 1 p.m. our time. Mm -hmm. So it is 6 p.m. over there across the pond believe they are five hours ahead of us so we will actually be watching this show in the afternoon so i'm really excited because i've got a fantasy football live draft at six o'clock in the evening so this all works out for me but enough about me yes i am going with say it again one more time gunta to retain the intercontinental title now peyton this takes us to the main event Roman Reigns the undisputed WWE Universal Champion versus What's that matching on my hear? Perhaps the end is drawing near you never hear the shot that takes you down Out of time So say goodbye What is yours Now is mine And I dream broken dreams I make them come Drew McIntyre and Peyton, per your request, I decided to play Broken Dreams. This was the chosen one, Drew McIntyre's entrance music. And you and I both hope that he walks out to this this Saturday. Because if you listen to the lyrics, and I'm going to read them to you, okay? What's that metronome I hear? Perhaps the end is drawing near you never hear the shot that takes you down out of time so say goodbye what is yours now is mine so there's a lot of meaning to this song okay the obvious one is it's drew mcintyre's moment he's going to get what he should have got when he became the champ back at wrestlemania 36 but there was no live crowd. We were in the Thunderdome era. So Drew McIntyre never truly got that crowning moment when he became the WWE champion at WrestleMania 36. So will he this Saturday get that live United Kingdom reaction that he truly deserved back then, now, Two years later. I have been wrestling with this. Wrestling! Wrestling. Wrestling! You know what? I think that should be the term for the week. Wrestling! Wrestling. Just wrestling. Wrestling is the term of the week on this episode. I love it. Wrestling! I have been wrestling with this all week long. Wrestle with this. Yes, I have been wrestling with this. Go subscribe. All week long. 
long because I legitimately up until now, I do believe I know what's going to happen. I have my theory and I will tell you, but up until this point, it's like, I, it's so unpredictable. I mean, on one hand, if Drew McIntyre comes out to broken dreams, it's a great start. There's almost no way he's losing. Like you'd think in your head, there's no way he's losing. It's, it's Cardiff. The stage is set. The table is set for him to dethrone Roman Reigns. On the other hand, it's like, is Drew the guy to do it or are there better options? So it's kind of predictable both ways, but that makes it so unpredictable. And I love it because for the first time in God knows how long we have a main event that I can't really, anything could happen. I can't really predict the ending. Yeah, there's a lot of different avenues that this match can go down. And I just want to throw this stat out there because this is a really incredible stat. The last time that Roman Reigns was penned was back at TLC 2019. Do you want to take a guess who penned Roman Reigns last? 991 days ago, Peyton. I mean, I know who it was, but I almost don't want to say it because it's that embarrassing. King Corbin. King Corbin penned Roman Reigns back in 2019 at WWE tables, ladders, and chairs. You miss the uh, Vince and Bruce Pritchard regime, everybody? I don't think a lot of people do, but that is the last time, 991 days ago. As of recording, episode 80 of Wells Mania podcast, that number is going to climb to 992 this Friday. Friday Night Smackdown. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Triple H plays this out because going back to Broken Dreams, if by chance, this is the idea that's running wild in my Hoosier Dome. I got an idea, too, that also plays on Broken Dreams, but you pitch yours first. If by chance Drew McIntyre comes out to his current entrance music Mm -hmm. and has a bunch of bagpipe players Live, which is probably the route that they're going to end up going. I think we're dreaming out loud that we want Broken Dreams because they teased that on Drew McIntyre's Twitter. So we did get it there. I don't know if we're going to actually get it for his entrance music because if Triple H is thinking the same way that I'm thinking, going back to those lyrics, what's that metronome I hear? Perhaps the end is drawing near. You never hear the shot that takes you down. So there's two avenues that we can go down here. What's that metronome I hear? Perhaps the end is drawing near. The end is drawing near. The end is near. Karrion Cross, after Drew McIntyre. I see where you're going. Pins Roman Reigns to become the new undisputed WWE champion ending Roman's legendary iconic reign Drew McIntyre's broken tree Drew McIntyre's broken dreams entrance music plays but not because Drew won but because Karrion Cross comes out to it 
and maybe they could remix a little bit of Scarlet into Broken Dreams with her saying the end is near instead of the end is drawing near so they could really play on it part two you never hear the shot that takes you down that's theory in the money in the bank briefcase you never hear the shot that takes you down so let's just say that roman does beat drew mcintyre and retains the undisputed wwe title and thinks that's it but then all of a sudden maybe drew decides to take out some anger on roman reigns and hits him with the claymore kick gets a huge pop from the whales crowd but you never hear the shot that takes you down theory cashes in the money in the bank briefcase and becomes the new undisputed wwe champion so yeah There's a lot that I'm probably looking way, way into here, but there's no coincidence why Broken Dreams was played on Drew McIntyre's Twitter a couple days ago. So I have no idea what the hell's going to happen, but but if I had to make a prediction, yeah. I am going to give Drew McIntyre his due. Okay. I'm going to have Drew win this match in front of the crowd that should have been there back when he won at WrestleMania 36. He's going to get what he was due back then. Fast forward two years later, he's going to get it this Saturday. But I still do think Karrion Cross is going to come out and confront Drew McIntyre, the new undisputed WWE universal champion. I think that that's how this show is going to end with a fallen Roman reigns. Roman reigns empire is over this Saturday at WWE clash at the castle. That is a very good prediction. I laid out a lot right there and I see that very possibly happening, but I'm for the sake of theories I'm going to throw my own out there and know Austin Theory, who is Austin again, by the way. Congratulations, Austin Theory. That's being reported. Uh, He is not in it. I do not think that he is going to win the title this Saturday. I think that that will be saved. I think Triple H has other plans for Austin Theory at the moment to continue building him up. Now, I loved your deep dive into the Broken Dreams uh, lyrics. And I definitely I, took a deep dive into that. And I actually, I did the same thing. Mainly with the line, you never hear the shot that takes you down. That's the key line here. And I think that this entire song is about Drew McIntyre. I do. I think that everybody wants to think that it's about Roman, but much like you, I think it's about Drew. It's very cryptic. It is. Now, I'm going to go the reverse. I don't think Drew wins the title from Roman. I think Roman will retain and suck the life, suck the energy out of Cardiff because that is too good of an opportunity to pass up. You have the opportunity to give Roman so much heat and hatred by beating the hero of Cardiff 
in Wales and just Wales maniacs and just sucking the energy out of that arena and in getting to the stadium, 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 sucking the energy out of that stadium. Now, how does it happen? What is the shot that takes Drew down that he does not hear? It could be Karrion Cross. However, I think that's a little predictable. I think Drew would hear that coming. I think everybody would hear that coming. And the lyric is you never hear the shot that takes you down. We would hear Karrion Cross coming because he's been a part of this storyline. So I'm going to go ahead and remove him from the equation. Do I think Cross will be felt? Will his presence be there? Yes. In what manner? I don't know. I think that it could be after the match ends, even after Roman and his Goonies leave the ring. But that's not the shot that takes Drew down. The shot that takes Drew down is going to be a new member of the bloodline. The Usos, if they can be there, considering that they have multiple DUIs and they weren't allowed in Canada, so I don't know if they will be allowed in the UK. If they're there, if Heyman's there, they're all going to get involved. We have not seen Paul Heyman since SummerSlam. We have not. They're all going to get involved. Drew will fight them all off. Sammy will be there. He'll fight Sammy off. It'll be the big, you know, oh, Drew's going to do it. He'll even have it won. He'll boom, Claymore kick to Roman. Now, who is the new member of the bloodline? What is the shot that Drew doesn't hear that takes him down? It was reported today, the day we are recording this, that there is a call-up coming, and it will be happening ASAP. The shot that will take Drew down is the younger brother of the Usos, Solo Sokoa. Wow. The new addition to the bloodline. Nobody will see it coming. And And nobody will hear it coming either. Nobody will hear it coming. It is a Triple H move, and it is an NXT thing that will be, oh my God, Look at the the immediate spotlight that was put on this this kid from NXT in the main event of Clash at the Castle. Nobody will see or hear it coming. Solo Sokoa will drop Drew McIntyre in the middle of the ring, helping his cousin Roman retain the title. And that is how the show will go off the air. Solo Sokoa will join his brethren in the bloodline. Wow. Now that right there, world's greatest co-host Peyton Payne is a bold prediction, but you could be onto something there. And you're the first person that I've personally heard even mention Solo's name. So remember, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first on episode 80 of Wells Mania Podcast. Now I love how a lot of our predictions clashed with each other. See what I did there, Peyton? Yes, very clever. Well, that's going to do it. That's going to do it for episode 80 of Wells Mania Podcast. Those are Peyton Payne's predictions. You heard my predictions. What are your predictions for WWE Clash at the Castle live? Live in Cardiff, Wales, this Saturday, 1 p.m. Our time here 
in the United States Eastern Time. I believe it's even sooner for people out on the West Coast, Pacific Time. Welcome to our world, California West Coasters. You get a little taste of what we usually have to suffer here in the Midwest, so just deal with it. Deal with it. Peyton, before we go, plug your social media. You can find me at Stone Pain Prod on Twitter. Also, do yourselves a favor. Go follow Wrestle With This at Smash Mouth WWT. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Trust me, you don't want to miss out on all of that great action and entertainment. WWT World Champion looks just like Drew McIntyre. He does. Ravishing Anton looks just like Drew McIntyre. Ravishing Anton grows his hair out. Identical twins. Just saying. Well, thank you, Peyton. Glad to have you back. Have fun watching Clash at the Castle this Saturday. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, at WellsMania. Facebook, at WellsMania. Instagram, at WellsMania. TikTok, at WellsMania. And thank you to all of the Wales maniacs who run wild in Wales listening to the Wells Mania podcast. Enjoy Clash at the Castle. Until next episode. Take care, stay positive, run wild, and dominate the day! That definitely is a banger of a entrance. It is. It's fantastic. I'm really glad. I'm really glad that we played that because. I miss that so bad. And I hope, I hope that we at least get to hear it somewhere there oh, at Clash of the I'll Castle. pop so hard if that plays. Now, what the hell's going on with you? What do you mean? Like, you're feuding with people all over social media. Yeah, like I said earlier, media. it's people that they, they, they have their own agendas, they have their own narratives, you know, of this imaginary war in wrestling that they want because it's their way or no way and they they can't take the truth i speak the truth i have talking about like the the marks of all elite wrestling not even the marks of all elite wrestling just marks in general i called out the all elite wrestling marks because they're the worst of them right now you know, like, like for instance, uh, it was reported that Bobby Fish will not be renewing his contract or All Elite Wrestling will not be renewing his contract, okay, because he made the statement that he would go to war for Triple H. So they're not going to renew his contract. And all these people, all these All Elite Wrestling fans immediately screw Bobby Fish. He can't wrestle anyway. He sucks. Go back to being a catering agent for WWE, all this stuff. And it's just like right there, you're proving my point. You're proving my point that you are so toxic because you don't get it your way. You get your feelings hurt from the, the brand that you think is the best. So you immediately turn on people. You turn your narrative into an onslaught of bullshit. Holy balls. And it's it's just toxic. And I said this on the last episode of Wells Mania Podcast. It's only a matter of time before more AEW wrestlers either go back to WWE or they jump ship from AEW to WWE. And it's going to happen because most of the people that left WWE 
only left because they didn't want to deal with Vince. That's the only reason they left. And now that Vince is gone, you can't tell me that a lot of those guys aren't going to be like, man, I would still really like to one day main event WrestleMania or at least compete on that card. Guys like Adam Cole, Malachi Black, they're going to go back eventually. It's going to happen because regardless of what AEW people think or not, the big league is still the WWE. The dream of a wrestler is still to compete at WrestleMania. So it's going to happen. They just have to deal with it. There is a place in the wrestling world for AEW. I don't have a problem with AEW. I have a problem with this narrative that the marks of AEW and a lot of the talent now in AEW are as bad if not more markish than some of the fans. Matt Hardy said, if you don't like the elite, if you don't like the Bucks or Omega, then you're an effing idiot. Yeah, and I took offense to that because I've never been a fan of the Young Bucks. No. I think they're the most overrated tag team in the entire world. And people have come at me, but honestly, I, am I wrong? No. No, no there, are, there are far more tag teams that are better than the Young Bucks. The problem is, you know why you don't see them in AEW? Because the booking strategy of AEW in the Elite is we're going to book these guys just so we can beat them and make ourselves look better. They did it with the Revival. Revival's probably the best team on the planet. Let's book them so we can beat them and say that we're the best, and then we'll never give the actual closing match to this storyline to where the Revival can get their win back. That is how the Elite books. Why do you think Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are in the finals of this trio's tournament against Adam Page? Because they booked themselves to be the best. That's one of the reasons Cody left, and nobody can tell me different. Well, Peyton, we're going to save whatever else you have to say for a future episode of Wells Mania Podcast because there is somebody out there who took offense to what you said. Big and shocker. You guys have been having a lot of back and forth on Twitter. No, let me, look, 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 look. I tweet stuff, okay? I, I tweet truth, and he just responds to my tweets because that's how most marks are. They, they, they have to respond to things because they have to attach themselves to other people's things to push their narratives. It is going to be you, the world's greatest co-host, Peyton Payne, versus Big Poppy, Poppy Roach, J.D. Roach, my former roommate up at Ball State, one of my really good friends, good brother, J.D. Roach. It's going to be you two going one-on-one, -on -one, and yours truly is going to be the moderator. That is coming up on a future episode of Wells Mania podcast that's fine i'll debate whoever now do you think that uh you think people are going to be upset that we didn't talk about the aw pay-per-view all out truthfully do you think i think people probably will be upset that we didn't really talk that much about it good because i don't care Fuck. holy balls come